0: And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Brandon Sprague here, my co-host on the East Coast, Lucille Burge, also known as Lucy Burge, here on the BetQL Network on Back to the Futures yet again here on the, the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts as well. Hope everybody's enjoying or has enjoyed their Mother's Day this uh, Sunday evening and Sunday in general. Lucy, did you, did you have any big plans with old mom today?
2: I sure did. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, including my own, who I spent the day with. We went to a nice brunch here in Boston um, and we went shopping, which was fun because it was some nice retail therapy while the Red Sox were losing yet again. But my brother was at the game at the Red Sox game instead of going to brunch with my mom. So I being the favorite child and the best one of both of us, went to brunch with my mom and celebrated her while my brother was like, "Oh, I didn't realize it was Mother's Day. I got Red Sox tickets. So good luck to him watching them <laughs> lose in the cold. So he deserved that." And yes, lovely, lovely day with my mom.
1: How does your your brother didn't know it was Mother's Day?
2: Didn't know it was Mother's Day. Yeah, okay. sure. Did you own yeah. again? Do you own a calendar, Peter? Jeez.
1: Yeah. I mean, talk to anybody <laughs> when you wake up. Literally anybody they'll tell right. you. I will say though, I what what do you think is worse forgetting that it's mother's day or doing what i did three years ago walking down the hall to a coworker, saying uh, hey how was your mother's day what'd you and your mom do and they turned and they responded my mom died two years ago and i had oh. no idea what to say
2: yeah that's what do you, do you just say oh and just kind of move along
1: <laughs> no i i in that moment i just kind of own it like when i ask yeah. a stupid thing or i get caught in a situation like that a lot of people feel really awkward and I, I feel that awkwardness, but my instinct is to, it's to get out of that rut. So I, I quickly responded, ah, well, you know, that was a stupid question by me, but at least she got all those mother's days and you know, that, that, oh, that went all right. They said, yeah, she right. lived a really long life. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yep. Thank you got to do
2: that. Then do the smooth over. It's what you two wrote that song about stuck in a moment. You can't get out of. That's yes, I was just thinking precisely. that song every time I say something that I'm like, "Geez, I, you know, this could have gone differently, but it it didn't." But yeah, nice day today.
1: Um, we got <laughs> a lot to dive into today. We'll get into the NBA playoffs. We got some uh, Major League Baseball. Lucy later on in the show has something that she needs. She needs to get off her chest. She needs oh, to I complain do. about this, or maybe put on it. Let- Well, okay, well, that's one place to put it, I guess, and we'll explain what that means. We can discuss that, yeah. We'll talk a little Major League Baseball today. We got some NFL news and notes. Zach, really, I mean, Lucy, I think we owe it to Zach to to do that hockey. I think we have to talk hockey today. Zach's Um, a little
2: obsessed. He's he's very into what you think about hockey, and I think that's great.
1: I think it's amazing because, like, I have literally the worst hockey takes of anybody in the media, and he's always like, Spray, let me run this by you, and – It's usually pretty awesome stuff. So we'll talk some NHL a little bit later on. I wanted to start very quickly before we dive into the NBA playoffs. Since Lucy's going to have a little venting session in the show, I also want to vent very quickly. Our fine folks at the BetQL Network are amazing. There's a lot of people just putting this show and all the other shows that we put on the BetQL Network Monday through Sunday, and they do a hell of a job, and they don't get enough love. So this is not necessarily directed at them. This is more directed at me and my bad timing, and doing a show that is largely on a video uh, platform as much as it is audio, and I don't know why, but Lucy, I feel like every time we have a tweet sent out from our show, specifically with either you giving an opinion or me, every single time you tell me why my timing is so bad that every video starts out with my face looking like this—the frozen. And it's it's yeah. just frozen in the ugliest. I'm not an. I'm not a good-looking guy but like it is quite literally frozen in the worst <laughs> possible face I could imagine. It's always like, or it's me like with one eye open and I'm always like, how does the video closed. get clipped? Yeah, or eyes I've had one where I'm like, and I'm like <laughs> right in the middle of me blinking, like that's how we're gonna freeze frame and cut the video. And I just wanna know what I need to do to change my luck of having a vi- Cause every time I see it with you, it's a split screen. It's me looking stupid and it's you just smiling perfectly at the camera I'm like how does she always well, get it perfect the trick and I is stuck at it
2: always just be smiling and never blink never ever ever blink that's another one just don't blink and always have the same face this is the story of my life because every time I tweet a video I have to make sure that the the beginning of it is is perfectly my eyes are open I'm looking straight forward because that's the that's the money right there because sometimes they autoplay sometimes they do not and that's the trick is to prepare for each scenario so yes, I, uh, I can, I could meet you on that. Great. there. It's, uh
1: it's not great. The blinking thing's tough because I'm not usually in a ring light and now I have a ring light in my face every week and I'm oh, yes. still like, I feel like I blink a little more with that light. And so it, it leaves me open to just looking like an idiot and somebody on Twitter scrolls and sees my ugly mug, just <laughs> half open you know, in freeze frame. Like, I'm not listening to this guy. What is he doing? What is he trying to sell me with this right now? <laughs>
2: or maybe they're seeing this and they're thinking, what is that guy doing? I have to check this out. But what you should yeah. do, George Costanza, where he just holds his eyes open for one second when he had the orange <laughs> squeeze in his eye and he's blinking the whole time. He's like, get him out of here. And he holds his eyes yeah. open.
1: That's a just fair point. That. Well, and and speaking of getting show. caught in bad positions, uh, <laughs> Jordan Poole got caught in a bad position mm-hmm. against the Golden State Warriors. I think we should just dive into that. Because I could, I could meander on more and more and more and tell you how awkward I feel when I see our videos. But I, I do want to start with the NBA playoffs here. Jordan Poole, uh, the Memphis and Golden State game, started out with a pretty good little start for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Golden State was able to sustain the early run. They come back. And in the second half, Ja Morant has the ball. And Jordan Poole reaches, grabs his knee, kind of yanks it, and, and John ja Morant ends up leaving the game, and now we've got it. It's come down. Taylor Jenkins, the head coach of the Grizzlies, has already announced uh, that John ja Morant will not play in game four, Lucy. And John ja Morant tweeted, broke the code after the game, a.k.a. you did a dirty play. He deleted that tweet, and now it's turned into a replay of that play over and over. Did Jordan Poole mean to hurt John ja Morant? And while the game wasn't particularly close – uh, Desmond Baines dealing with back injuries. Jay, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. can't stay out of foul trouble, and Darren, Dylan Brooks was suspended. Uh, now it's turned into is this series over with no John Morant game four? And did Jordan Poole mean to do that to John Morant?
2: Did he hurt him? Did he hurt him that badly? Those are the questions. Is that where John Morant's knee was actually hurt? Because when you watch that, did he actually hit it or even grab it that hard? Like, was it even that hard? Did he mean to, or was he just kind of like swiping a a Marcus Smart sweep situation? But was it like a, a grab or maybe like a, a, I don't, I don't think this is where John Morant got hurt. And I don't think all of it is on pool for this. I don't Mm -hmm. think this is, this is an issue at all. I don't think the knee, I just don't think it's a thing. I think he just touched his knee. Don't think he grabbed it. I don't think this is where he got hurt. And I don't think he hurt him at all.
1: Yeah, Poole said I, I think Poole's already been quoted and saying, I, I would never I would never purposely try to hurt somebody like that. You know, it's right. a game. Um, you know, look, particularly like my opinion on this, it, when you replay stuff, sometimes I think it can look pretty dirty. And there are players that warrant questioning the legitimacy of of what is clean versus what's an accident versus what's dirty. I just don't view Jordan Poole in that light. I don't, I don't think history is on the side to say Jordan Poole is a dirty player. It sucks. You don't want to see Ja Morant not be able to play in game four. Uh, He's had a pretty good series so far. He had a nice little game going for himself in game three. It didn't really, I think, sway the outcome of that thing, though, because once Golden State kind of got their nerves settled at home and overcame that early deficit, they really were off and running. And I've said this before. I thought this going into the series. I wanted to see Memphis really push Golden State. We'll see if they can in game four without Ja. But I just didn't have all that much confidence. Jaron Jackson Jr. cannot stay out of foul trouble. Dylan Brooks gets suspended in in the second game by hurting Gary Payton um, uh, the second uh, with a foul down foul. The, yeah, but, <laughs> with, yeah, with a bad foul, and I just I didn't like this matchup for him. It hasn't gone well. They blew him out. They cover the seven point spread easily in game three. And while they might get some better effort from a guy like triple J Dylan Brooks coming back from a one game suspension. I I just don't know if my confidence is there that this series is going to extend much past five. And so I think right now, Lucy, my two cents don't think it was a dirty play or meant on purpose. And I think we're looking at a gentleman sweep here. Whereas the Phoenix suns, which we can dive into are at least going to be going into a six game series.
2: Yes. I agree with you on that, but with this series, the drama, is fascinating to me. Plus the fact that Draymond Green plays in a playoff game, an entire just NBA playoff game, goes home, does a podcast. Like he just has his podcast going during the playoffs. And the Dylan Brooks news comes down while he's live on his podcast that he reacts to on his podcast. My favorite tweet of the whole thing is uh, what let me find this tweet because it's like Grizzly's getting blown out. Yeah, Grizzly's getting blown out while Draymond green setting up his podcast microphone. Like this is his he goes, He's like, okay, I'm gonna save my post-game comments for my podcast. Yeah. My pod NBA player going, Hey, welcome to the Draymond Green show. Just got off the court of an NBA playoff game, and now I'm doing my podcast. It's just hysterical to me that there's that and then and the tweeting and deleting tweets. I yep. think one new thing, Elon Musk should only let you delete a certain number of tweets a month or something. Because really? I love, I love when athletes subtweet other athletes and bring because you know that there is beef between nba players between players of any sport but you don't see it and that's the underlying drama that you speculate on but when you see it on twitter it's real it's like wait a minute he just did that and you get all the responses like no way he just did that don't delete it i know he probably had to i know somebody probably said like you have to delete this this is this is a bad look don't worry about what's a bad look this is this is real life and I think they, they are celebrities. They are not characters. They play their sport, and that's their job. But to bring it onto Twitter is, I love this. I love opening the, the gates to, to these beefs and, and bringing NBA playoff beef onto Twitter and then the back and forth, and you can go back and forth should you like to, and then bring it back to the court, and it'll fuel you in the game. Don't delete the tweet. Put it back up. Tweet it again. That's what I would say. D- Totally. Do you
1: think, do you think things like that? I think they do make for more compelling storylines. Yes. Um. Th- they make for a conversation. Do you think though, that that's going to matter? Do you think this series is over between Memphis and golden state? Is this series going to go five and you know, they win game four going away the way they did in game three. And we don't know what jaws injury is. There was really no details given out outside of Jenkins saying jaws out for game four. If he's not playing game five, like, just based on what we've seen so far, do you think this series is going past five?
2: No, I am all in on the Warriors here. I mean, look at the Splash Brothers and pool They're putting up just buckets. There's got to be some Pool Splash Brothers pun that some writer, a Bay Area writer has already come up with because that's just writes itself. No, I'm all in on the Warriors on this. And I don't think it matters. Like, I don't think things on social media really matter to games so much, especially in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. something like that, it's like, oh, he deleted the tweet. Like weak, so weak. Like I know you're supposed to, it's probably some rule in your contract probably or something that says don't tweet things. But I like, I love it. I love seeing things like that.
1: Well, you know, one series, that series may be shifting and it may be over. We'll see what they can do in game four. Again, no John Moran in game four. That's going to be pretty big, I think, for the Grizzlies odds for you betters out there because round two has been interesting. It, it felt like we had two series and then we had two duds. And then Philadelphia and Joel Embiid with the mask, they respond in their game three at home. They go away and they beat uh, Miami pretty convincingly. The one today, though, that we got that I I thought that series, I was not feeling great about it going into the weekend on Friday. And Luka and the Dallas Mavericks have responded and they've responded big time. Chris Paul finished with one of his his worst playoff games uh, ever in his career. He fouls out with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, They were largely down seven to 11 points for most of the way. Paul finishes with five, 5 and 7, and he fouls out for the fourth time in his career. So the Mavs cover a plus three line at home, went outright as plus 20, uh, 125 dogs. Uh, Luca was amazing. And the good thing with Luca is he is a willing passing superstar, and he likes to get his guys involved. And thankfully for him, he got DFS, Dorian Finney Smith. He got him going today. He was on fire, hit a, a lot of threes, finished with 24 points. And so he finishes over on his prop bet uh, as well. And now the series shifts and and we've got Dallas responding now to Phoenix and we've got ourselves a series here. I I, I really wonder where this series is going to go from here as they've tied it now. They're tied at two and Paul didn't play particularly well. Anything you saw from Dallas that you think will translate or could translate to winning this series? Or was this a circumstance of, Phoenix just no-showed on the road. They got to get their stuff back together in game uh, five. And then we'll see if this thing can go past six and maybe give us a seven-gamer.
2: Well, because this is so shocking, I was genuinely shocked because Luka can't beat the Suns. And now he mm-hmm. is he's winning. He's beating the Suns. And I think...
1: Back-to-back, back, yeah.
2: Yes, and now the confidence they have gotten from that could carry them to if they win this series I would blow my mind that would blow my mind because I expected so much more from Chris Paul in the series yeah so to see them winning now is now I'm like wait I don't know where this series is gonna go now because they could genuinely win I mean obviously it's a brand new series tied up they could win this series Luca's unreal so I don't know I'm my sons I'm I'm teetering and and tottering on this a little bit
1: yeah, updated series odds for you, Lucy. Suns still minus two thirty-five, so pretty good favorite still. Mavs yeah, are plus one ninety.
2: Luca doesn't I, care about that. He's gonna blow doors on this.
1: No, Luca doesn't care whatsoever. But I, it, I'm still sitting in a situation where I just watched them win two games. I didn't think they would. Yeah, uh, I'm still kind of leaning uh, Phoenix on that one. We'll dive some more into some NBA playoff stuff. We'll get into Major League Baseball as well. Lucy needs to tell the people how she's gonna potentially pay off a tattoo bet. And where that's going to go, some NHL uh, news and notes to get to with their Stanley Cup playoffs uh, still going on as well. So we're back with more NBA talk, some NFL news and notes as well. You got Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app.
2: Shelton Messenger here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the daily tip, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, along with BeckQL
0: Daily, You Better You Bet, and Bet and Gym tonight, only on the BetQL Network. Sports Betters get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet.
3: In the early stages of the pandemic, which is really great, like respiratory disease we're unaware of, like the severity sure. of it might kill everybody. My girlfriend's moms would sometimes smoke cigarettes, and I would get up in the morning and like have coffee and like rip a cigarette in the morning. And it was, just, it's a really pleasurable combination a oh, cigarette yeah. and coffee. Well, and that's, sends that's you screaming to the bathroom for a very pleasurable right. experience.
1: Right.
0: Yes. Like literally everything I do about cigarettes is like how was it the insider where it's like it crosses the blood-brain barrier it's like pleasure satisfaction these are all like yeah you're doing some drugs in the morning that's, yeah, that's pretty great put like, yeah, that nicotine awesome. right into my brain yeah, <laughs> right in awesome.
3: I, I wish that I, I was gonna say i wish i liked them more but i'm guess i'm happy i don't
0: no i like wish them. i liked them more yeah. <laughs> you better you bet 3 to 7 p.m eastern from the betql network your home for wagertainment
1: i'm listening daily brought to you by Genomind. Here's Brad Schultz of Cage the Elephant on the importance of talking about your feelings. What I found very helpful in this whole time, I'll I'll call some of my friends that I know are up late at night because I am a night owl. And having some of the most deep and intimate conversations that I've ever had with some of my friends, for me at least, when the anxiety builds up and that sort of thing is when, you know, you get almost embarrassed as if
0: you don't think People are feeling this, that same kind of thing. Emotional pain is something that's I think people are even more guarded about. It's hard to talk about things that are your innermost thoughts and the things that scare you the most. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind Mental Health
1: Map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit MentalHealthMap.com to learn more and order your Mental Health Map DNA test kit today. That's MentalHealthMap.com.
0: The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. I like Power 89 Rangers Cubs. a lot. A lot of Army. Power Rangers. Oh,
1: well, I was big. Yeah, I was big. I liked uh, the White Ranger and Green Ranger. Tommy. And I was in love with the Pink Ranger. One of the first I loves of my life. I
3: matched on Bumble with Tommy.
1: Really? Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like the the guy like, that played yes. Tommy with, like the ponytail. Like no, 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 no. Oh. Who's the other
3: one? Who's the other one? Who's the Black Ranger? Wait a minute. Oh, that was Zach. Zach. Yeah, match. yeah. Zach. I matched match with
0: the. Uh, Jason Zach. was the red. I matched with the Black Ranger. Take that You left for after a promo. like the second season. Yeah, but you know which one? It was the OG one with that yeah. little flat top. You met on Bumble. You matched Wait, on Bumble. with the still, Power Ranger? Does he
1: still like go by being like the Black Power? Like, has he done anything since? He put in his bio. You also made no. No, you has. just know.
2: No, you just know it's him.
1: Oh, that's why. You, did you ever go on a date with him?
0: Mm-hmm. Did you? Did you talk? I just wanted
2: to know if I was going to match with the, with the
0: Rangers. Bet MGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL
1: Network. Back to the Futures back here on the BeckQL Network and the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts as well. For some of you listen a little bit later on, uh, welcome back into the show here. As uh, a lot of interesting conversations, some wondering off the air on this show, uh, do we live in a reality or are we living in a simulation? It's been a wild Sunday for everybody. And so uh, these are the conversations that we have off the air. Uh, Look, I forgot to tease something too, which we can bring this up. I want to dive back more into the NBA playoffs. Um, We'll get to some NFL news and notes, some Major League Baseball. Lucy may or may not be having a tattoo somewhere. Um, We'll get to all of that. Probably. We must, Lucy, bring up, though, the Kentucky Derby, a race that, while I'll admit I've long wanted to have a Kentucky Derby party at my house and dress the way that they dress and serve those drinks, I don't really have any interest or knowledge in horse racing. It's just one of those, like, some years I happen to catch it live And other years, I just see the highlights, and I'm like, oh, the horsies, they raced. This was a year that I was was sitting around at my brother-in-law's house, and we just happened to see it, and we're like, oh, the race is going to start soon. So we turn it on, and we watch them load into the stable at the starting gate. And the one that won the race, Rich Strike, is one of the last ones to load, if not the last one, and it's wearing like a red face cover. And I'm like, this is the, the, this is the least likely horse to win the whole race. He's number 21. His odds were something like 81 to 1. Like this horse, stands no chance. So we all pick a horse. Nobody picks that horse. We're watching this race. They're flying out the gate. They're setting records for how quickly they got through the quarter mile and the half mile and the three-quarters mile. And then you get to the three-quarter mile mark, and that's where not only the broadcaster starts to shine so he can show you how good he is at his job, that's when you get the jockeying of position here. And out of nowhere comes the horse, the last to add to the race, Rich Strike at 81 to 1, the longest odds in the modern era, because nobody listening to this remembers what happened in 1913. Comes up from behind, wins the Kentucky Derby, and pulls off the second, but really the first biggest upset in Kentucky Derby history. This horse was purchased for $30,000. With that win, the owner instantly wins $3 million. And now everybody's going to want to breed with Rich Strike because why not? He just won the Kentucky Derby, so he's going to sire the horse and make even more money. And then the, the winner, not only Rich Strike, the biggest underdog, not only did he win, he then starts trying to eat a pony live yes. on television, and it just becomes one of the best spectacles of horse racing history to see everything that transpired on Saturday.
2: Horse racing has as much drama as anything, let me tell you. So I have, I had this very weird thought at the last turn, the, the, horse, the two that were ahead, I'm like n- neither of them's going to win. Someone is going to pull ahead because I was ready to be like, okay, the winner is about to be called. And then I was like, wait, some of a lot of these races, there's a horse that pulls ahead because it's possible. We've seen Seabiscuit do things like this, or did we back then? We don't know. But so then, yes. So the, I knew there was some horse that was going to pull ahead and that's what happened. Like I knew it was going to be something weird and fluky like that. I have a very conflicting feeling about horse racing in general. So we, we, my family has horses. My mom competed with uh, showing horses and I have always heard about how badly the race horses are treated and how many drugs they give them and how they're like, mm. literally we saw one punched in the face yesterday. Um. So uh, I have this like weird conflicting <laughs> feeling about how they're treated. So the Kentucky Derby, I have very conflicting feelings on. The race begins and I am so into it. Every as soon as they start playing my old Kentucky home, I'm super into it. The hats, the fashion. I have mm-hmm. been to a Kentucky Derby party in college. One of my friends had one. We wore hats, we had mint juleps. We did the whole nine yards. We stood and watched it. We dressed up. It was really fun. Um, but I watch the Kentucky Derby now and I think the if I yes, if I went, it would probably be fun. But thinking about going just seems like a lot of work. Like, you have I, to, like, your outfit is planned a year in advance, especially if you live in Kentucky. It is the culture there to sing along with my old Kentucky home and to have your hand over your heart when the bugle is played. And it's, it is a whole ordeal to go to the Kentucky Derby.
1: Yeah. The unfortunate thing is you have to actually go to Kentucky. And that's, yeah. that's kind of the deal breaker for me. It's like, nah, I'm, I'm good with this. I, I don't need to do that. I, I will say, like, one of the things that I find the funniest about this, it was a hell of a race, and it was really crazy to see that. Because I didn't – I'm watching this live, and, like, I didn't see this dude – I didn't see this horse just jettison himself up next to the rail and just pass everybody. It was crazy to watch that horse in real time come from back of the pack to just last quarter mile shoot all the way up on the left side. That being said, the funniest and most ridiculous thing I think we do – in horse racing mainly this event because it's the biggest one i know they have the churchill downs and whatnot but this one more than others i just think it's so stupid that we even interview or care what the owner of the horse says is if he had anything to do with this horse winning he had nothing to do with it he didn't train it they're just he or she is just you know a rich fat cat that was able to buy a horse for the the, the price of a tesla car and somehow luck his way into $3 million. I, do, I will say, though, there's a cool backstory to the owner of that horse. I guess he lost like 25 horses in a barn fire years and years yeah. ago this and didn't want to do horse racing anymore and somehow got talked into buying this horse and then got a last-minute entry uh, into the race, ends up winning the whole enchilada. But I do find most Wild. of the time, why do we care what the owner of the horse has to say as if they had anything to do with the horse winning? let's interview the horse I'd you might as well i day. was just gonna
2: say you might as well interview the horse because what are, yeah what are they gonna say i spent a lot of money on this horse and it won and it was the you know i found the right jockey like interview the yeah. jockey like interview the the way the jockey right. like their lives i don't know are that great i mean that's what you hear about jockeys do is that they're you know can like, how they are have to like starve themselves essentially to like be small enough to like the smallest jockey is the one that's prized because it's lighter to or he is lighter to ride the horse so it's it's a whole world that is a little bit uh unsettling if you look into it so that's why i am very conflicted about the kentucky derby about belmont and the whole trifecta of races but then the race starts and the pomp and circumstance is is fascinating but i thought the horse that was going to pull ahead would be mo Donegal because he was favored to win and not even in the top whatever you didn't even hear about him absolutely he was he in epicenter and everyone was talking about him no don't even hear about him was up
1: there he was way back in the pack like yeah, there were a lot of horses that were supposed to do well. I think the one yeah. that finished dead last is Summer is something. Summer is tomorrow. And Summer is tomorrow. He got dead last. He's fourth. Fourth. Yeah, that's and he why got this dead last.
2: This Kentucky Derby was, I would say, unprecedented. You see a lot of people saying, like, I haven't – you see a lot of this now. The NFL draft is is the craziest we've ever seen. The Kentucky Derby is the nuttiest we've ever seen. But, like, a little bit, yeah. I mean, this is something we haven't seen since 1913. But, again, did things back then actually happen? Because there's no video of them. And it was so long ago that it's like, okay, hasn't happened since 1913. But, like, how do we have highlight reels of Babe Ruth like we have of Shoei Otani? So, was (laughs) Babe Ruth actually – this is my whole thing. Was that Babe Ruth actually that good?
1: uh yeah do we well, actually I mean, know
2: do we know we don't, don't know. know because he, he show didn't show me play that all highlight the highlight reel show me his top 10 on sports center
1: well we didn't no, have sports can't. center but can't. but lucy he also didn't play against uh a lot of the uh competition that was out there that's all i'll say about that um this is true. so from horse racing let's get to the nba because we got to get to your tattoo payoff bet i want to get to some nfl news and notes and zach has a pretty wild random hockey stat. That we don't throw out to you NHL gamblers out there. We'll do some hockey coming up uh, as well. So I saw this during the break. The Warriors right now to win the series against the Grizzlies minus 650. Vegas telling you this series is over. Uh, I wouldn't put much more energy into it outside of just betting game of Sixers heat, which is actually about to it just tipped off. um, And we'll see what happens in this one. And we're doing this during the game. But the Sixers come into tonight. Uh, they were two and a half point favorites overrunners at two oh eight. A pretty dominating game by Philadelphia with Joel Embiid giving it a go despite yeah. that orbital fracture. He's wearing the uh, the mask and embracing kind of just what it takes to to play well when you wear the mask. What do we to make of this series, Philadelphia? Are we buying that they're back in it, or do you think Miami will end up ultimately finding a way uh, to respond uh, to this to this series and, and losing in Game Three?
2: I am very hesitant to say that Philadelphia is back in it because I Mm. had this vibes feeling this whole time that pushed me to heat in five and I am still on heat in five. They are now winning 24, 23 the moment. So, you know, they're not dominating exactly. The the Sixers are are back in it, but I don't think they're back in this series and I am Mm -hmm. sticking with heat in five. I had heat plus two tonight. And I'm sticking with that because I just, the vibes are not strong for the 76ers in this series. I am staying with Heat in five. They're going to do it.
1: I'm t- I took the Heat money line tonight. I didn't care about the points so much, like two, two and a half. I mean, yeah, you can miss yeah, me with that. I'll exciting. probably just bet. I-, I know, I know. You put the $1 on the two and a half. I don't blame you for that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, like,
2: oh, it's 50 <laughs> cents. So let's not go nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you spread out the wealth there, right? Uh, of course. I took the, the Heat money line. Uh, right now, we just got an update in our group chat. Tied 26 all in the oh, first quarter. First quarter is winding down. So there you go on that one. So Miami is hanging close with it. Uh, I'll be interested to see where that series goes. I, I don't know if I have quite a great read on the Golden or not the Golden State. The Phoenix Dallas series. I still kind of lean yeah. that Phoenix will win that in six. But I mean, I, I would, those were disappointing back to back games by Phoenix in Dallas. I thought they'd be able to at least pull one of those out and finish that series in five. And now suddenly. Uh, that thing is at least going to go six and maybe it'll even go seven. So Boston and Milwaukee is the series of series. This one feels like a real, it feels like a real NBA finals primer. It kind of has that vibe of whoever can win this might end up winning the East. We'll see what happens with the matchups with Milwaukee, Boston versus either Miami and Philadelphia. Uh, Look, you're a Bostonite, you bleed green and white and, you know, red and white and all the colors that you guys (laughs) have over there. How are you feeling on your end? Giannis was absolutely stellar in game three. 42 points could not be stopped. How did you feel about the outcome despite Jason Tatum not playing a good game, Lucy, of where Boston's sitting right now down 2-1?
2: I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. So I still have Celtics in seven. I still believe that will happen. But Tatum had 10 points in this game. And Giannis had 42 So that's a little concerning when that's what you're going up against. I still see that they are realizing, you know, maybe we're not the team that we thought we were against the Nets. Um, But when you're doing this, Marcus Smart only putting up nine points, things like that, his little sweeping motion that has caused such a stir. What concerns me? After the game, Ima Udoka said that his players are complaining too much the calls are going both ways so stop complaining about the calls because both sides are getting it not just us my worry are the players not going to respond well to what he's saying here and publicly saying we are complaining too much rather than addressing it just with his team or will it not be an issue but seeing something like that i'm like oh boy this, this could turn, this, could, this is just something they don't need. This, yeah. These kind of comments, like you don't need this after you are now losing in the series. And it's like, oh, this is, the, I still, again, Celtics in seven. But the, again, vibes are turning. Because of Giannis and I mean I love seeing Giannis win which is why I conflicted about this series he did have the line of the night after the game where he wanted to he asked how much he would get fined if he talked about the refs and he said oh is it something like 20,000 that I can't say anything because I have to buy diapers that's a lot of money. And I've got to buy diapers like he is just so not only great on the court and understated an understated all star, but he's got these just one liners just slapping them off after the game, just having a great time. If any NBA player should have a podcast, it's him. not Draymond Green. Get Jan- the Giannis show. I would listen to that all day. Just all his wisdom, all his. No, you got to play for, for the team and don't focus on personal stats. And the way he talks is just like calming and motivating. And I, I'm kind of sad that like, taking Celtics in seven because I want to see him win. But of course I want to see the Celtics win. But Giannis, put, I mean, he, I don't root against him personally. The 42 yeah. points, yeah, happy to see it. Sure. Celtics need to pick it up. Jason Tatum, 10 points is is nothing that's not good enough. You need to pick this up and and dominate and, and the tempo of the game and stop making excuses, stop complaining, sure. But maybe not have your coach publicly say that.
1: Oh, no doubt. I I think you're you're hitting at some. And and the thing about Ime is like he's he's from Portland. He's a Northeast Portland guy. In fact, him and his staff, he's got three guys. It's him. It's Damon Stoudemire. And it's Aaron Miles. You've got three Northeast Portland guys who have Portland, Oregon ties. They became friends when they were younger mentors. And now they're doing their thing in Boston. So out here, the Blazers aren't in the playoffs. We got rooting interest for those guys. I've always loved Ime because Ime's always told it like it is. And he's not going to shy away from talking to his team about it. I'll say this, like Giannis was unworldly. Like he was, he looked every bit of Shaq. I know he's not, he's not built quite like Shaq. So when you say something like that, I think a lot of people that watch Shaq play from start to finish kind of go, well, I mean, come on, Shaq's the most dominant force. Yes, he is. But Giannis does a lot of similar things. And in fact, if you go look at their numbers, they stack up rather well next to each other. They just play the game very differently. He's able, Giannis, to able use his length, whereas Shaq was kind of using a little bit more power. But even then, man, I'm, I'm watching Giannis shoot free throws, and I'm like, damn, like, he looks like every year he's getting bigger and exactly. bigger. And b- he's going to be one 320, just clean all muscle. All muscle. Big, he's a block of like. muscle. That's yes. all he is. He's, he's, and- he's just a huge muscle. And so, like, watching him operate... It's really good. I'll give you a bright side, though, and I'll say this very quickly. Boston damn near won that game, Lucy, and Tatum played the worst game. He will not play worse than that the rest of the season. See, that's so, a
2: bright spot. Bright spot right there.
1: That's a bright spot. We'll carry this over a little bit, and then we'll dive into the NFL. Lucy has a bet to pay off as well with a tattoo. Talk a little Major League Baseball. Back to the future's Back on the bet. you own know.
2: It's Trista Crick. Download
3: the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvath, and me on BetMGM Tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern,
0: plus the Daily Tip, BetQL Daily, and You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network. sports bettors get locked into you better you bet with nick costos and ken barkley three to seven p.m eastern on the bet in
3: the early stages of the pandemic which is really great like respiratory disease we're unaware of like the severity sure. of it, it might kill everybody my girlfriend's mom would sometimes smoke cigarettes and i would get up in the morning and like have coffee and like rip a cigarette in the morning and it was just, it's a really pleasurable combination oh cigarette yeah. and coffee. Well, and that's, sends that's you screaming to the bathroom for a very pleasurable <laughs> <Right>. experience
0: <laughs> right. yes. like literally everything i knew about- cigarettes is like how was it the insider where it's like it crosses the blood brain barrier it's like pleasure satisfaction these are all like yeah you're doing some drugs in the morning that's, yeah, that's pretty great like, yeah, put that nicotine awesome. right into my brain yeah, <laughs> right in there. Awesome.
3: I, I wish that I, I was gonna say i wish i liked them more but i'm because i'm happy i don't
0: no i like wish them. i liked them more yeah. <laughs> you better you bet three to seven p.m eastern from the betql network your home for wagertainment Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. I'll give you a motivational speech right now. I'm from Texas. I've seen plenty of Texas football coaches give their teams motivational speeches. Messenger, here's a message for you. Quit sulking because I guarantee you when you get back out there on the board of BetMGM... No one feels sorry for you. You think you're the first person to go through a losing streak. All these kids out here on the the Instacart talking about vibes. The only vibe I'm getting from you is a losing vibe. Because I'm not going to sit here for three hours with someone who's going to lose. James, how many Red Bull have you had this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amazingly, only one. And I had to floss my teeth early in the morning because I started eating those coffee beans because I haven't gotten them ground yet. Oh, my God. The Daily Tip morning. 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Draft is awesome. That
1: is your best opportunity to make money as a better. Um, the menu is not as uh, wide as it, as it was in the past, and there's a reason for that. The books hate it.
0: They were crying on social media. Guys, you done crying yet? Are you going to offer some bets today? It's like, God, they don't want to give up anything. It's the worst day ever. Uh, shut up. You know what? You don't have an algorithm. That, that's really what it comes down to. Your average Joes
1: have an opportunity. If you put any. Ounce of effort into betting on the NFL draft with research, you will win. Unless you have to be
0: just compiling some of the dumbest, long all long shot bets and miss on all of them if you're losing money on the draft. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network.
1: All right, we wrap it up here. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. Uh, Lucy, we have a lot to get into here in the final segment, so I'll kind of wrap some NBA playoff chatter, as you guys say on the East Coast. At least I think you say that <laughs> sure on the do. East Coast. Uh, sure <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap this up. I'll ask you this. Odds to win the NBA Finals as of... Right now today, Suns plus 230, Warriors plus 260, Bucks plus 450, Heat plus 500, Celtics plus 700, and then the Sixers at plus 2,400, the Grizz plus 3,000, Mavs dead last plus 3,200. Is there one in there that entices you to want to gamble right now on a futures bet to win the finals?
2: So my heart is telling me Celtics, but my head is telling me Warriors. Like, you know what? I have this feeling. Like the Warriors. That's where I would put my money right now.
1: Okay.
2: Should be noted.
1: Warriors, uh, Lucy, do not get GP2 back until the NBA Finals if he can come back. I don't hate that pick. I know it's a little over 2-1, to so I kind of like the odds there, plus at 260. I still think you're looking at Milwaukee and Miami with really good odds. Look, I'm not dismissing Boston either. If, if you're a Celtics believer and you think, look, Tatum played his worst game of the series and they barely beat the Celtics, they had like 80 chances to have a putback to tie that game. Although smart should have been shooting three free throws and not the two. If you're a believer in Boston plus 700 is amazing, but yes. Milwaukee at plus 450 and Miami at plus 500 still feel like real gifts in the betting world uh, for futures bets in the NBA playoffs. But I, I'm going to lean here. The West, I like the Warriors to win the West. And in the East, I'm gonna. I have a. I have Miami futures, and right now, I'm not feeling confident about that. I'm kind of leaning with the Bucks because Giannis is amazing and is amazing, God.
2: unstoppable.
1: So you know what, Bucks. I'm, I know
2: my gut was saying Warriors, but you know what? I think about it, and I think about watching Giannis play. And yeah. I don't know who is gonna beat him if he if they make if they make it past the Celtics because I'm not saying that Celtics in seven isn't going to happen because yes Celtics of course number one that's what I would say but you know right. what I'm gonna switch I'm gonna go with the Bucks because okay. I'm just I just think about Giannis and I'm like you know what nope gotta be
1: all right be it's honest. gonna be interesting it's a week from right now we'll see where Lucy is at Celtics her beloved Celtics at seven to one. Milwaukee at just a little over four to one and Miami at five to one. So there's some interesting futures odds, uh, for the NBA finals. And, and however you want to bet that man, you get some juicy odds with some of those teams. Um, you have a tattoo dilemma on your hands and you've let the masses know. So we need to discuss, you need to tell listeners, what is the tattoo situation and where are we putting a tattoo?
2: Yes, I do have a tattoo situation because in one of the many games the Red Sox have lost this season, this game was yesterday, this particular one, because today was another one, and the day before that was another one, and the day before that was another one. So Saturday, as they were about to lose at the time they were winning, but the, uh, again, vibes were, there's no way they're going to win this game in the situation they were in with, uh, there's, if, you get a, if they put a runner on, they're, they're going to score. They're going to lose the game. So I tweeted, if the Red Sox lose this game, again, they were winning at the time, I will get a tattoo at the end of this season of their record this year, which I pictured as 18 and something, as as, ver- as comically horrible, because that's kind of funny like it's a little funny so yeah to get a a tattoo of this record it's like a nice little bet with myself and with Twitter like yeah and then I pictured them pulling off this win and I'd be like I knew they were gonna win no they lost so now I gotta figure out where to put this tattoo I never said how big this tattoo was gonna be or where it was gonna be what color it was gonna be Mm -hmm. I believe you could probably get like the same color as your skin tattoo um as in you know very 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 tiny like in friends when uh, phoebe and rachel got tattoos uh rachel got one phoebe got one that was just a blue dot and she said it was the earth from very very far away so this is what i am picturing It's very 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 tiny as tiny as you can write little numbers because they're the first record <laughs> the first number is gonna be very small the second number, probably a little bigger. Um, so, you know, I also never said if this tattoo is permanent. Like, I never stipulated any of what? this stuff. I what? never. They make henna tattoos, do they not? No. I could do something. Stop no, it. I know. Stop I have it. To, what are we I, doing? And I have to figure out also long season, which benefits everybody, the team and me and, and deciding where to put this tattoo. But this opens up a general conversation. When you get a tattoo, which I have never done, how do you decide where to put it and how you have to think Ooh. about so many situations you're going to be in and, and what the tattoo looks like, who who's your audience for this tattoo, what and where and when you're going to show it, what outfits, what this and that and how if your hair is long, is it on your back? Is it? There's so many things here that maybe my mind is just so in a pretzel that like, do I even do it? I don't know. I don't know. You,
1: know? you yeah I I've seen somebody like you in a tattoo parlor before and you guys you have this weird you're overthinking something that doesn't oh, need to be totally. overthought and and totally. what I would say is First of all, they're not gonna go one forty-four and eighteen or or eighteen and one forty-four. That's just not happening.
2: Honestly, Sprague, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they've won 10 games. I can't I remember (laughs) one of their wins. I don't (laughs) remember any of their other wins. I watch this team today. I can't picture them winning another game. How is that gonna happen? They're losing to the Orioles, they're losing to the White Sox. They're I was just half of this stuff is because I'm going insane watching this team because I am watching every game. From beginning to end.
1: You need to step this. back. This it's, eight, it's May 8th. Like, you need to just take a bit of a chill pill here. That's what I they've think. They've gotten as hot as any team before in their past. Like, yeah, this is different. getting hot. Yeah, it's all. Oh. It, you know, you East Coasters. Let me just say this. You East Coasters are always like, this is different, Sprague. Sprague, this is different. This is next level bad. And I'm always like, yeah, I'm sure it is. Yankee fan freaking out because they're 7-10. and And I'm like, oh, what was the record at the end of the year? East Coast people. I don't know what – I think it's the cold weather that does it to you guys. Yeah. You're so driven day-to-day.
2: So here's the thing, though. They've won one game in May. One game. We are at May 8th. They have won one game. That was last Tuesday, I believe. Mm. That was it. That was it. That's the only game. They won nine games in April. They played way more than nine games in April. When does the season end? Season ends – okay, so their season probably ends in September, October. This is not going – I mean, maybe early October. This is not going to late October. I It's April,
1: we're talking about you're getting into September and you think this team is who they're going to finish as. Look, you might be right, no. but this you guys on the – the, the, the reason is... the West Coast is better, uh, among many others, left coast, best coast, we're just – and you can run with this however you want. We find ways to be a little more chill. And oh, you yeah. guys on that East Coast – you need to be a little more chill. The Red Sox, I think, will be okay. But, but, exactly. C- the important C- issue C- here.
2: CBD water can only do so much <laughs> watching this team. It is outrageous. This, It is it's colossally bad, but this is where I live. I live in the pain and the darkness and yeah, spinning it, spinning the dark into bright. That is I what I try to do. So it's still early. The sun will come out tomorrow. We're still fine. It's their odds are only plus 100,000. You know, it's fine. And I said, I said, I will start worrying when their World Series odds get to plus 3,500. They are, last I checked, they're probably longer right now, plus 4,500. So yeah, I'm a little worried. That's longer than they were at any of their down points last season. So I look at this and I'm a, I, last season it was around, I I will say though, it was like August, September. It was plus plus. Uh, 3,500 I think was the longest they got to and they made it to the ALCS they were just a couple games from the World hmm. Series so, but this is so this they, is different uh,
1: it's different right different this is, it's, it's, is. Always, it's always different, different. it's always different if
2: they if they figure this out it will be the miracle of miracles because th- okay. there's I don't see how they how we're but spinning it to brightness, yeah they'll figure it out I said by May 15th we're getting there we're getting to May 15th folks and it's looking pretty dark it's looking pretty bleak Okay. uh, What I will
1: say to you is get a real (laughs) tattoo. Don't hedge your bet. Don't do hennas. Don't do markers. Do a real tattoo. Put it behind your ear in small font. Call it good. Have fun with it. It always makes for a fun story when you're getting drunk in 15 years on wine. I think you need to make it real, and I think the people need to see it, and this needs to happen for the show's sake, okay? So that's what you need to do. There's my advice.
2: This is where my brain is as well i have to do it for the show because exactly. i said this is one of the breaks if i did this and didn't tell anybody what's the point like there's the, i this is this is a thing i brought to the right. masses so why would i do it and i think behind the ear is actually a great idea that's a perfect yes. spot for it
1: it's a that's great perfect. spot for it perfect. um so we'll see we'll we'll lay the odds on this in a couple of weeks we'll lay these odds we'll revisit because i'm sure the boston red Sox will win eight out of their next 11 and in two weeks God, when i'm so. back with lucy lucy will tell us yeah, Sprague, you were so right. I don't know why I freaked out like that. And now you look at the Red Sox and they might be able to win the AL. And I was wrong. That's what I'm hoping to see in two weeks. I (laughs) hope you're right.
2: I really hope you're right because then I won't just go absolutely insane and every day be like, well, how do I spin this? How do I make this sound? You know, their odds are only, you know, their odds are still on the board. So there's that.
1: do you guys on the east coast overthink every single thing in your life do you like should i buy oranges or should i buy mangoes mangoes might go out of season soon but the oranges are the juiciest thing they could ever have right now do you guys overthink everything over there
2: i can't imagine not overthinking everything every single little thing like oh my how am i how my schedule is going to go today what what do i over oh but what if this just happens or this happens and that's that is how it goes what if the celtics lose and the bruins lose and the red sox lose and what if all of the what if we have no parades this year overthinking everything yes what if i get these tickets but these this team loses and this it's that is how it works here and everyone i know everyone needs to chill and everyone knows they need to chill but nobody chills everybody is very unchill even though in my head I'm like, yeah, be chill. No, because it's more fun to freak out.
1: Uh, speaking of freaking out, very quickly because we got to wrap it up here. Baker Mayfield odds are out. He didn't get drafted at the. Uh, he didn't get traded at the draft. Browns are overwhelming favorite of his team next year, minus two twenty. Then it's Panthers plus two seventy five, Seahawks plus two ninety, Texans plus six fifty, and Falcons plus fifteen hundred. Do is Baker Mayfield? Which one of these teams is gonna hit it?
2: I mean, I guess the i mean, Panthers. Let's say Panthers because Panthers, I, just feel, I, like I feel one. so bad for Baker Mayfield. Nobody yep. wants him. Nobody, let, let's take a, an unknown and not trade for him. Instead, let's draft somebody and not take Baker Mayfield. Poor Baker Mayfield. I feel yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm going to say Panthers, though, plus 275. Panthers.
1: Okay, and I don't think Vegas knows yet, so we'll have to see. I think this is going to be a summer thing. One more stat before we go. The Tampa Bay Lightning, thanks to Zach Kroll for this one. On back-to-back, the back-to-back champion, after a loss in the last three years now, they are 17-0. They won today 5 to nothing. So take that wow. and use it as you will in your hockey betting. Thank you so much, everybody, tuning in today. Lucy Burge is going to have a tattoo pretty soon. We can all root for it. Uh, I am going to be off next week. I'm going to be in Minnesota watching the Twinkies play the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, But I'll be back in two weeks, and we'll rehash how the Boston Red Sox is doing. Thanks everybody for tuning in. The NBA playoffs are fantastic. Go win some money, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Back to futures on the BetQL Network.
2: Shelton Messenger here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the daily tip six to nine a.m. Eastern, along with BetQL Daily. You better you bet and Bet MGM tonight only on the BetQL Network.